where they um, kind of make fun of the Les Mis movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I haven't seen the sketch. I've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, so in the sketch, they basically do, you know, the what all theater people were making fun of in Les Mis, the super, like, close-up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were changing the lyrics to, like, why are we all facing the same way? Um, <laughs> kind of self-referential. Mm-hmm. Self-referential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, points about k- kind of making fun of the movie and the stupid musical theater tropes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I found it funny as a theater person. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that she was also finding it very funny. Yeah. But in a very, like, (laughs) disdain towards theater kind of way. Yeah. Like a mean-spirited way. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it it wasn't (laughs) mean-spirited, but it was very condescending. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, I thought it was funny because... It was exemplary example of bad theater. Yeah. But she thought it was funny because it, she thought it was an exemplary example of theater. I see what you mean. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And and there are all these other um, jokes as you were like the the SNL sketch that you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. that really emphasizes bad theater. I was watching an episode of Modern Family um, the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, what's Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character's name? Mitch. Yeah. So Cam <laughs> forces Mitch to come see a immersive show. <laughs> and it's so bad, with mm-hmm. like really bad acting, and really... Gross, cliche, spotlight spotlight use, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Just bad, bad theater. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, whenever theater is shown in pop culture, Mm -hmm. it's bad theater. Mm. Like, bad theater is the butt of the joke. Yeah. In a lot of sitcoms. Like in Friends. And a lot of sketches, yeah. Yeah. And in Friends, too. (laughs) In Friends. For example, you know, Joey is a struggling actor. Yeah. And there's, like, the episode where he's in Freud the musical, and there's the episode where he, um, is it, like, or the long, like, storyline where he's in a play, and it seems very serious, and then we finally see the play, and he's, like, going up in a spaceship, and it's like, like, what? That's a weird, bad play. So, yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. There are so many examples of that. And... You never see in anything an example of a good play where people are affected in a way that good plays can't affect you. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. So then, people who've never seen theater Mm -hmm. think that that's what theater's like. Yeah. So then, they, they have... They give you unsolicited condescension (laughs) just about theater in general because they think that's what you do and that's what you appreciate yeah yeah and i mean i could see like in you know comedy type things it's like pulling off of people's experiences with theater which is probably 
more likely like community theater or like bad high school plays, you know, which are, you know, maybe not good. And like, I don't know, maybe a lot of people have experienced that feeling of being in a terrible community theater production of some musical and just like wanting to die. So it's like, you know, shows are um, using those experiences to be funny. Yeah, I could see how that would be like not, you know, is damaging to the reputation of theater. Because <laughs> that's the only image of theater that people get. Yeah, yeah, it's like they don't realize. There's more, which is true. Like, I remember talking to friends who, like, from high school who don't, you know, are, like, very far removed from theater, and they, like, it's, you know, people don't know the difference between, like, Broadway or, like, nonprofit, like, all those things, and, like... Yeah, so it's easy to just lump it all together as like, oh, community theater is equivalent to like some cheesy show is equivalent to Hairspray the Musical is equivalent to Peter Pan Live. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and there's, it's a range. It's such a range. It's such a range. And I don't understand why people can't like realize the fact that it's like anything else. You know what I mean? Like, there mm-hmm. are bad TV shows and good TV shows, mm-hmm. and people accept that. There are bad movies and good movies, and mm-hmm. people understand that. Yeah. But a lot of people struggle with the idea of good theater existing. Yeah. Yeah, especially... I mean, and I think with like, making fun of tropes of musical theater that, you know, is such a thing now, and maybe, I don't know, I feel like a few years ago, especially, it was in, like, every musical on Broadway, the whole thing was just, like, oh, like, so meta, musicals are so stupid, like, look, it's so funny, (laughs) we're singing, but we, you know, why are we singing, and stuff like that, and it was, like, every show, um, and also, like, it's only a play, you know, they did that revival, which is, like, the same thing, but a play. Um, so, yeah, so it's, like, like even theater, like Broadway, couldn't take itself seriously. And that's also not good. But I think we're moving away from that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But I just <laughs> thought how, and at least, I think in the theater community we get that it's meta and that's why it's funny and whatever. Mm -hmm. That's like, we know that that's why it's funny to us. Yeah. But when a non-theater person only has examples of bad community theater in pop culture, Mm -hmm. they don't get the layers of the funny. They just think it's funny because theater is bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just hurt my feelings and I was like (laughs) I was wondering like is there a way to fix that because I think the reason it happens a lot in pop culture is because a lot of people I think at the end of the day who are actually involved in writing the show or in the show have a certain theater background yeah so they have a an understanding, mm-hmm. I think, that mm-hmm. we do about theater. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know. I'm trying to, like, think of a similar thing 
like was something I don't know about, you know? Where if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, I get it, because that's how they all are, <laughs> you know? I yeah, but I feel, I feel like, like so few things are treated as badly as theater. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think theater, like beyond, you know, cheesy musical theater, um, it's like you have that, and then like the SNL sketch, it's like, like taking yourself so seriously, and you know, just like talking about the world and being all black and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. Know. Those are the two <laughs> images that people have about theater mm-hmm. that's perpetuated by such things. Yeah, yeah. And like, I understand where the people who write it in are coming from because they're they're probably coming from our side. It's like when we write the roasts. Mm-hmm. For um, Fortnite or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I have a really good time writing a roast for a production that we had. Not because I think it's bad, but just for the sake of comedy. Yeah. But if people who haven't seen the show don't know about theater only see the roast... Mm-hmm. They're going to think that the play was bad, no matter how good or bad the play was. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times, that's the only thing we're feeding to the general public about theater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but then, like, all the examples you're saying are in comedy, and which, you know, it makes sense. Like, you, I don't know, you wouldn't have, like, a... Sh- you know, the thing in a sitcom where, like, oh, they saw such a moving play. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, like, that's why it's a hard thing. Yeah. Like, easy and too cheap of a comedic device to use anymore. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. And that also reminds me, topical in Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. I don't know if you've heard about the extended musical sequence. <laughs> I have not. Everyone's so mad about it, and they say it's so... It's like in one of them, there's this 20-minute thing with Sutton Foster and Christian Borle doing this really bad musical. It's like the history of Stars Hollow. It was really funny because it's so bad, you know, in the way that you're saying. Um, But yeah, everyone's mad about it, and they say it went on for too long and all this stuff. But I thought it was very funny, but it is the same thing you're saying of like bad (laughs) such bad theater you know i know but then sutton foster sings a song later that is dramatic and like still kind of part of the musical and that is received well by the characters it's like but see (laughs) the problem with that is the average viewer like the average non-theater viewer Mm -hmm. views that good scene as a good mm-hmm. moment in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Not a strong moment in the play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They think, like, all the bad parts <laughs> were... Was theater. Yeah. It's hard. I, I feel like I'm so in it, you know? I can't tell <laughs> what I would think if I didn't know, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, it. like, really think about it either until I had this conversation. And it yeah. made me realize how the 
commoner's perception of theater <laughs> those commoners <is>. peasants <laughs> those peasants yeah yeah it's true i remember seeing uh, my favorite movie hairspray the musical um back in the day when it first came out and i was so obsessed with it and i brought my friend and she hated it so much and she hated and like I didn't really get it at the time because I wasn't into theater at the time, but it, you know, that movie and Hairspray itself is very like, you know, winking at musical theater and like, oh, it's so cheesy and stuff. Um, but I think that is what my friend hated about it. Just like, why is it so cheesy and people singing spontaneously and that sort of thing. So. Foolish. Foolish. But that was my ra- rant. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not a rant. <laughs> that was my rant. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll write a show one day about good theater. <laughs> maybe we'll just be good theater, <laughs> like a TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that. I feel like there needs to be a good TV show. About what about Smash? Wait, Smash, the best show in the world. I I never seen Smash. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nan, watch Smash. <laughs> what? Where can I see it? On the internet. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure it's on Netflix or something. I'll find out. It's the best show, and that was a drama on NBC about creating Marilyn Monroe the musical, and it did not do the things you just said. <laughs> but it was also definitely for theater people. I don't think anyone who's not a theater person watches yeah, the show. Yeah, I feel like that's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best show. You need to watch it. And I just think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Smash. <laughs> but I think there needs to be, like, a good mainstream show that it's, that's relatable to the everyman, but also is about good theater and, like, shows the real life of a theater artist, you know? Yeah. Not just the dumb, struggling part of it. Yeah. Yeah, write that show. Do it. I feel like there must be shows that we're just not aware of. Because no one cares about them! (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. There's, like, so many shows about making shows, like TV shows, you know? Yeah. And I guess there's so many theater shows about making theater, too. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> a good rant. Yeah. I've been, it's been Not pent up for like about. a week. <laughs> no, you keep telling me. You've got a rant. Uh, I've got some shots. Uh, yeah, you do. You've you. seen a couple shows, right? I've seen some shows. I won't get into all of them yeah. because some um, are not worth speaking of. Ooh. For example, <laughs> so I was in D.C. Yes. last week, and I saw some shows. And I saw Fun fact, guys. Separation. What? Fun fact that a lot of people aren't aware of, D.C. is the third biggest theater city in the United States. What's the second? Chicago is the second. Ah. It's New York, Chicago, <laughs> D.C., not sure about the fourth. Maybe it's Boston. I don't no. think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think Boston is like... 20... Yeah, like 30, 30 <laughs> seconds or something. <laughs> Probably. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, DC has so much, and, like, I feel like a lot of Boston artists come from DC. They do. Um, yeah. And they've got good stuff, and, oh, okay. <laughs> I, will, I will cut this down, because I just have a lot to tell yeah, you. Yeah, 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 no, I really want to hear. <laughs> okay. So, first, Six Years of Separation was so bad, it was at the Keegan Theater. Oh, yeah, it was, um... So that show's going... Do you know that show? Did you see it mm-hmm. when it was here with Bad Habit? No. Yeah, I don't know it, but it's, like, very famous and has won awards and stuff. It's, like, older. Like, not that old, but oldish. And, um, yeah, so I was excited about it, and it's going to Broadway in April. And then it was just so bad, and it was so bad, and I just died. And what it was kind like, of bad? Uh, <laughs> like, the acting or production, all of it? So definitely the acting. Oh. Um, so, like, the basic setup is, um, this rich couple in Manhattan, um... Okay, it's already bad. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, it's an in, like, maybe it could be interesting. It's, so it's about the couple, they get swindled and conned by this young boy who pretends to be related to a celebrity, and then he, like, but, like, he doesn't take anything, and it's, like... He just goes through all these rich people in New York and, like, makes connections but doesn't really do anything bad. Just like, why is he doing it? And all this stuff. And it's such a wordy play and so heady and very much about art and, like, the art world and famous art. And I feel like it's a show that really needs good acting to so that, you know, you can understand all these really long monologues and also... um, like, needs good production design, and because it's so, like, so much about art and how that, like, works with people and relationships, and this show, this production just did not get that, and they did, it was, like, very minimalist, like, clearly, you know, they didn't have any money, (laughs) but, like, (laughs) they just didn't even try, and, uh, and, like, the last beat, Mm -hmm. you could tell, like, it needed a moment, and it needed something to make sense because it's like the boy the con boy says some thing about art and something and (laughs) like they just rushed it and he just said it really fast and it was blackout and i was like it was shocking disappointing (laughs) okay so first of all i i have i i always have problems with plays about rich people yeah (laughs) because it's never interesting yeah. It you know, it's also about art and that's also like unless you do it really well, like especially contemporary art or whatever, goes over people's heads so much and theater already like we just mentioned earlier, people think it goes over their head so much that it's mm-hmm. too many complex but not interesting <laughs> yeah like this was the most inaccessible play <laughs> like I can imagine and it was done like it kind of reminds me of Disgraced mm. Disgraced was about rich people in Manhattan and the kind of art wife yes. was an artist yeah I mean I think like I don't hate plays about rich people and I think that sometimes plays use that trope of like the rich especially like I don't know like the older rich lady and then they you know give that character nuance and stuff 
and make it more interesting. Um, which like I could see this play was doing. But yeah, like there's you know it's it is a tale that has been told, and we don't need to hear it again. Exactly, like <laughs> like we all know how rich people in Manhattan are doing. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> they're doing great. <laughs> yeah, they're doing yeah. so great, yeah. and like all their problems are so minimal and stupid. Yeah. So like, none of the driving actions. It's like it's so hard for the motivations or whatever of rich people in Manhattan to be interesting because they're all yeah. first world problems. Yeah. And it is also interesting that they're probably the one seen paying for all the theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they all know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe like people can argue that it's relatable, but like no. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. And I like this show. Like, I'm sure people who know it better, you know, will understand it more. But it's like the con man is um, like a young black gay man. And so it's like, oh, how does he fit in this world of old rich white people? And like, it turns out they need each other. Oh my God, so, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that really reminds me of fucking disgraced. Really, I did not. I think this is the first time I like cursed outright on this podcast. Gonna need an explicit one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I so like, I hate disgraced. I think I've told you before. It's yeah. probably one of my least favorite shows I've seen in Boston. Um. For those listening, Disgraced was is a play that's basically your Facebook newsfeed. Um, <laughs> it's about a a rich white couple. No, no, they're not a white couple. Okay, no. <laughs> it's a rich couple. The wife is white and an artist. The husband mm-hmm. is Middle Eastern and a lawyer, and they are at a dinner party with a a couple who the husband is a Jewish man with a black wife. So already mm-hmm. it's trying so hard <laughs> to be diverse. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about, like... 9-11 and the struggles <laughs> of being an artist but also being rich and white in Manhattan and ugh, it was just like it was just <laughs> such a play for rich white people in the audience to mm-hmm. feel like they were being socially conscious after mm-hmm. they saw the play it was such a white guilt like oh my god (laughs) yeah no it made me want to throw up with disgrace was trying hard to be controversial yes um and this play was not yeah but this play i think they both had like a thing of helping rich white playgoers feel more socially aware you know 
Yeah. Which is wrong. And they're the exact people who felt good after seeing Disgraced and or this play Mm -hmm. or whatever, but walked out during an octoroon, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is such so much better and more important play. Yeah, it's so true. Which also ties into the good play I saw yes. <laughs> in D.C. Straight what men. Uh, <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so, 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 so jealous. Guys, um, <laughs> if you listen to our other episodes, you know I've talked at length about how We're Gonna Die is a play that everybody ever should see. Um, and if you haven't heard me say that, listen to our Obehi Janice episode. Um, yes. Written by Young Jun Lee, who wrote Straight White Men. One of my favorite playwrights. <sighs> yes. And, like, I did, you know, all I knew from her was We're Gonna Die. And then I was reading in the program about her other work. And, like, I haven't, you know, read it or anything. But it all sounds so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, she's so full of crazy ideas. Yeah. That's she's amazing. so, <laughs> she's so cool. Oh, yeah, she's such see, a like, good playwright. Yes. Oh, so good. And, like. It was crazy, this play. Do you know, have you, like, read this play? Or how much you know? Okay. Um, so this play <laughs> is... was so good. <laughs> uh, What's it about? <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> so, it is about... So, like, the synopsis is a father and his three sons gather at Christmas... But things go crazy <laughs> when one of them has a breakdown. And you're like, okay. Like, because, okay, so the purpose is it's set up as, like, the classic middle-class family drama around the holidays, mm-hmm. you know. So you go in not expecting it to be anything that different. Um, but then, as I learned from the program notes, <laughs> which were great, and side note, it was at the studio theater, and I'm obsessed with them and their design. Yeah, and all of yeah. it. Yeah, they're there? the one who did Constellation. Oh, that yeah. was so well designed. Uh, uh. Yeah, and like even um, just like <laughs> the the theater space yeah. and ev- like everything was so cohesive and it all. Was like so on brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. So yeah. So then this play, um, even though it is it is all straight white men, um, it begins with a someone who does not fit that description, um, starting off the play by like, you know, setting up props and like nodding to the stage manager to start the music and stuff. Um, and then she keeps coming back to, like, set things up in between scenes, and she, like, introduces the play, and you're like, who is this? Is she, like, a character? You don't really know. Um, and the whole thing is to, like, remind you that even though this is a play about straight white men, it was created by people who are not was like <laughs> so good and um yeah so <laughs> i also read that she wrote this play um and she like was when she was writing it she talked to students at brown who, like a really diverse group of students 
Um, and they listed characteristics they think of when they think of a straight white man, and they're all, like, really negative things, you know. Um, but then she wrote a character who did not have any of those qualities, so they weren't, like, ambitious or, um, like, um, what's the word? Privileged, entitled. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Or, like, domineering or um, any of those things. And then everyone hated that character, and they thought he was a loser, which she thought was interesting. So then, with that background, in the play, you see that um, one of the sons, the one who has the breakdown, is like fitting this loser description, um, and he, like, is <laughs> the whole thing is that he's just having this inner turmoil, and like can't function because he's so aware of his privilege and does not see how he can exist in the world without making it worse, basically, because he's a straight white man and he is everything that, you know, like the responsibility of all of this societal oppression and stuff is because of people like him. And it's like the whole family is aware of their privilege and they've been raised by their mother and their father to like know that they are very privileged and stuff but it's like like how do they all deal with that basically and it was so interesting I love Yang Jun Lee because <laughs> she takes really simple ideas and sets them out very simply yeah. but then everything about it subverts what you think it is you yeah. know yeah, yeah. You see it, and sure. it's none of her stuff is difficult to understand. Mm -hmm. It all seems very simple and digestible mm -hmm. until you think about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say so, and I think it it was so weird because I didn't know that much about the play besides the name of it. But the day before. We had a really long discussion, and I was telling her how I'm so stressed because I am white. And like, <laughs> I feel, and like all these things, but like how I feel so, like, guilt, like the white guilt is so strong and the privilege and all that. And like, you should see disgrace. This play was exactly about that. Yeah. <laughs> and this play, like, the loser guy was just like saying all the things I had just been saying, and it was so weird. And the line that was, you can't erase the problem of your existence. I was like, oh, like, that's what I've been thinking. <laughs> it's so true. So, yeah, it's just a crazy day, crazy night. <laughs> and I'm amazed at how perceptive Yang Jin Lee mm -hmm. is of the world. Because yeah. she's an Asian woman. Yeah. But she got that deep into you. I know. <laughs> a white person concerned about your privilege, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is crazy. I know, and then, like, the whole... I was... Because, you know, the whole, like, point of the play is that it wasn't created by straight white men. Yeah. So it's like, whoa. <laughs> what does So it many mean? layers. <laughs> So many. Uh, <laughs> oh man, it was so good. I'm it was so, so good. Jealous. And then I think, I think at the end, 
the guy kills himself. Just saying. Ooh. That's what happens. But maybe I think that too much. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want to I see uh, more of Young Lee's stuff. I know. They should, like, do all of her shows here. <laughs> right. Like, they all sound Let's just start a theater company so we can produce her plays. I know. Exclusively her shows. Like, uh, I don't remember the specifics, but some of them. It's like, I want to see that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Young Jun Lee, killing it. Such a good show. Oh, so good. Yeah, you should go to DC and yeah, see it. Yeah, let me just do that. Great. What else do we have? Um, where is Julie? Where is Julie? Non, do you know where Julie? Where is, is Julie? Well, where is she? Let me tell you. Julie. Well, you know how we've been raving about. Julie Andrews directed My Fair Lady that we haven't even seen. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> well, and it broke all these box office records at the Sydney Opera House. Well, it's getting a revival. What? <laughs> a revival? Or already. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's not even over yet. It's, um... Like a remake? Yeah. So... They're going. They're going to Brisbane and then Melbourne, so they're like taking it around Australia. Wow, on the road. Yeah. And then they're returning to the Sydney Opera House in 2017. Wow, maybe we'll make it <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> um, Playbill.com says the production arrives in Brisbane in March 2017, followed by a May debut in Melbourne. My Fair Lady will return mm-hmm. to Sydney in August for a limited three-week encore engagement. Wow. Well, like Julie Andrews must... She's a great director. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so Hashtag... Well done, Sponsor, Julie. Where's Julie? <laughs> Hashtag, Where's Julie takes on Australia. <laughs> yes. But... Oh, well, that is good to know. Yeah, and um, where's Julie? I think that's like the main Julie news of the month. Well, we will keep it in mind. I hope she has happy holidays. I know. <laughs> I hope she had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, this Saturday. They're gonna show Where's Julie at eight not where's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're making it already. No. Um, they're airing Mary Poppins um, at eight PM on ABC, so <laughs> if anyone's interested, they should check that out. Watch it. Just because you can never have enough Mary Poppins. Right. So, that is Where's Julie, or Where is Julie? Where is Julie? Um, um, did you, did you kill for the bill? Did I kill for the bill? Did you want to kill I for the bill? I haven't seen any bills that I've been wanting to kill for recently. Have you seen the in transit bill? I want to kill the bill. 
<laughs> in a bad way. Yeah, I don't want to kill for it. I'd like to kill the bill itself. Just murder it straight out. Yeah. Um, Tell me why. Have you seen it? I have. I'm trying to remember. It's 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 it's, like... it's just white tiles, and then mm-hmm. like a clip art of the New York Metro card. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like clip art. Rough. And mm-hmm. instead of like, I guess it says New York Metro or something. On the real mm-hmm. thing, it says in transit. And that's ah, yes. it. It makes me so recall. angry. Yeah, yeah it looks so like we're transit thing. Ugh, that's the thing. When you try to like copy things, you you know, like when you try to copy a thing like the metro card, yeah. it's just gonna look bad. <laughs> like you can't make that look. And the, good, you know? and the poster is also bad. Because they the take that idea and they bring it like farther so you know (laughs) like the new york subway has like the circles that have the letters in them that tell you what line it is Mm -hmm. so they have that on the bill too i mean on the poster what's in the circles um let me find i have to like see it every morning because it's at um (laughs) it's in my subway station yeah one of my coworkers saw it whoa what did they think? Um, I didn't get to ask her. All right. I thought it wasn't coming until spring. It's a new musical. And, like, people... It's an acapella People are, musical. like, excited about it because it's created by the creators of Glee and Frozen. But I don't know uh, which yeah. creators they're referring to. <laughs> just a random one you didn't even do yeah. anything probably wait i can't i know i wonder if acapella i feel like acapella has the same thing with what you were talking about with rants like pitch perfect and glee it's like yeah yeah, yeah. i was actually thinking that when we were doing our rant when you were like yeah. is there another example i was thinking maybe acapella <laughs> but it's like <laughs> i believe it yeah I mean, because my gut reaction to an acapella musical is like, <laughs> I don't know. In my life. <laughs> and, like, isn't... I don't really know that much about it. I feel like it's one where there isn't really a story, and it's just, like, people singing songs, you know, <laughs> and, like, alone. I don't know. It's, like, boring. <laughs> it's it about the great. subway. Like, how interesting can it be? And also in miscellaneous Broadway news, the um, hit show that we all know and love, close to our hearts, <laughs> The Illusionist, <laughs> of the century. Our we'll favorite show ever. <laughs> the Palace the- <laughs> We've talked about it so much. Um, all those magicians, they're going to be leaving, I think, right? the Palace Theater to make way for the Cursed Child. Oh my God. Coming to Broadway in 2018. Uh... Yeah, because they've got to, like, remodel that whole theater and, like, do all that stuff. This is going to be (laughs) so interesting. I know. (laughs) I'm, like, scared to see it. so weird. I'm pretty scared. I've heard such a range of reactions, though. It's so weird. Um, I'm really excited for this. Oh, I know. There's so much stuff happening. 
I feel like it's going to be stressed. Touch upon a couple spring yeah. things to look forward to. Some highlights. Some highlights. Let's do it. What are you most looking forward to? Ooh. I want to say. I'm very interested in Groundhog Day. Like, yes. the reviews I read have been good. Yeah, it's gotten yeah, real good yeah. reviews. <laughs> and it says Andy mm. Carl. So exciting. Um, yes. There's a play called The Play That Goes Wrong that's coming out, which reminds mm-hmm. me of my ra- rant earlier. <laughs> yes, it makes me think of it's only a play. Sounds so like we'll a play find out about that. <laughs> Our favorite mm-hmm. play, Significant Other, is coming to Broadway. Yes. And Six <laughs> Degrees of Separation. Degrees oh of my separation. god. <laughs> All of our favorite plays. Amazing. All together. I mean, I did like Significant Other. But I like for both of those. I do kind of want to see, see them if they Broadway, change just to it. See what they do with it. Yeah, like more with six degrees. <laughs> just cause I feel like there's potential there that was not fulfilled. Um, yeah, there's like so much happening yeah. in spring. It's gonna be crazy. Alrighty. All right. Thanks for All right. listening, guys. <laughs> Farewell. Have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.